Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. McKenzie with the Master K. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I have made a decision to rejoice and to be glad in it. I pray that your day was blessed. Pray that your day was awesome. Pray that your day was great. I know it was because you are great, awesome, and you are blessed. The Lord has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, this is uh, our last segment uh, for uh, this particular week. And um, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, not morning, tomorrow evening, uh, 1 o'clock, Prophet Kathy and myself will be coming together, as we normally do, sharing in the areas of relationships. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Then uh, Prophet Kathy have a segment that she does with women on Thursdays at 1 p.m. And then we will be back with you on Saturday for a time of the prophetic as well as the intercession. A time we come together and we battle and we war, we pray with you and for you. It's on Saturdays, 12 noon. Uh, the segment is designed to go for two hours, but if we don't have prayer requests and um, um uh, speak prophetic in someone's life We would be there from 12 to 1 and That's Saturday now 12 noon is designed from 12 to 2 Depends on the traffic How much volume we have uh, We are always excited to be able to pray with you Battle with you And uh, war on your behalf That's our one of our assignments uh, From the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings Let me give you a couple of announcements here uh, Those of you that do not know uh, we uh, changed our prayer time uh, from the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this month. We started yet uh, yesterday, today, and we'll end tomorrow. Uh, this is a time that we've been fasting and praying, uh, uh, Panorama. I've uh, been fasting and praying the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so we'll conclude our fast day on tomorrow, um, uh, making adjustments because we know Christmas time is a time is set aside to celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ as well as a time that is set aside for uh, family-oriented things. And I pray that your family will be strengthened uh, during this holiday season, your relationships, and I pray that your fellowship uh, will be intimate and your fellowship will be full of the love of God during this holiday season. And that Jesus will shine and Jesus will show himself strong uh, during this holiday season for you and your family. Um, the give you up the uh, the number uh, for the prayer line is seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred code is twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound once again the code is twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound we had some problems uh, this morning <laughs> I was well into eight minutes uh, sharing the heart of the mind of God had no idea nobody could hear me. And so um, uh, you will not be able to go uh, hear that on the site because we have to download it and um, uh, edit it. So, But you can go to our website for if you want to uh, join with us in prayer on, for this morning, you go to web, our website and uh, you can cl uh, uh, click on the uh, prayer from this morning and you can uh, pray with us. The Monday reference uh Number is uh, for those who want to go back and pray with us on Monday. Uh, it's um, two zero one four 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 nine twenty fourteen four forty nine twenty fourteen four forty nine. That's the reference number for the Monday. If you want to go back and pray with us, stand in agreement with us, and to break through. Two's the reference number uh, is. Uh, twenty fifteen five seventy five 
2015 575. I don't know um, why I'm really giving you this because it's not going to be there. It's because we download it. You cannot upload it once you download it uh, from understanding. But you can go to the website and you can uh, click and you can pray with us. Uh, Call your families and friends, those that you know all over the country. Join us in in the morning. Tomorrow is our last day. Uh, for this particular year, that we will come together and battle and war on the behalf of the king and the kingdom of God. We pray that the kingdom of God will be advanced. We are expecting every time we get on this line, we expect signs, wonders, and notable miracles to break out on the behalf of God's people. Um, the devil is the devil, and he's, uh, he never sleep nor slumber, just like God doesn't sleep nor slumber. You don't sleep in slumber. But God has given us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's our job as born-again believers to enforce that which God has already uh, given unto us. And that's the thing I think that so many times we miss. We don't understand that uh, it, it seems like a paradox because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven, Thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But if I have victory, why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing? That don't make any sense, God. I have victory, but the devil is uh, bombarding my mind, bombarding my body. Uh, The devil is bombarding my marriage. The devil is bombarding my children. The devil is bombarding my church. The devil is bombarding my finances. If I have the victory, how in the world could this be victorious? Because we don't understand the law of enforcement. It's you and I have the responsibility to enforce the victory that has been given unto us. It's a fight. You and I are not going to stop fighting and waging war against the enemy until the day you and I die. And there will be seasons of rest, seasons where you are not experiencing any warfare, but that's usually the time you get so relaxed and let your guards down. But when the battle uh, is, is waged again against you, uh, he ended up defeating you because you didn't stay alert as the Spirit of God spoke through Peter. Uh, tell us to be alert, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, uh, walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> He's always seeking to try to devour. But he know that we are victorious, and he know that the majority of Christians don't understand how to enforce the victory that has been given unto us. So don't forget uh, the prayer line in the morning. Uh, uh, let's believe God for a mighty army, a mighty force to be released. Let's bring our faith together. Let's bring our hearts together. Let us end this year with a bang. What I mean by a bang, that there will be such a manifestation and demonstration of the spirit of the living God that uh, the devil himself will say, what in the world happened? Because God found some men and found some women that is willing to sacrifice at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Everyone could, could be still resting, get another, at least another half hour to an hour of rest. But we woke up. We got on the battlefield. We start pressing, and we begin to advance the kingdom of God. So let's do that. You got some friends that live in, in New York, call them in New York. You got some friends that live in Florida, call them. You got some friends that live in California, call them. Denver, call them. Uh, Nevada, call them. Texas, call them. Let's join forces. Let's join forces to advance the kingdom of God. Let's break open for one another. Let this, uh, uh, by December the 31st, let us experience and encounter a dimension of God that we have never experienced before. Let us receive the payback. The, the payday that God has established for us. Let the vengeance of our God be released on these demonic forces uh, that has been operating illegally against us, illegally against our marriages, illegally against our children, illegally against our congregation, illegally against our communities. Let's uh, wage war. Let's establish the victory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ over these forces of darkness who Jesus himself disarmed principalities and powers, making a show of them, opening triumphing over them in it. The scripture says in the book of Colossians, Hebrews 2, 
says that Jesus partook of flesh and blood, that he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. That means if the devil is killing people, he's operating illegally. Jesus has taken care of him who had the the power of death. He holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Let's enforce that. Let's decree. Let's declare that there will be no more uh, premature deaths in our lives, in our family, in our congregation, in our community. There will be no more. We cancel the spirit of death because Satan have no right over death. Jesus himself, the scripture says, has the keys, the authority of death, hell, and the grave. But the devil understands the laws of God greater than the average Christian. And so if we just sit by, sit by and do nothing, he's going to exercise his mess illegally because we're letting him. And by letting him, that means we've given him the authority to manipulate us and to kill people and to destroy people. But God says that Jesus come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Then will we, will we as sons and daughters of the Most High God, will we as kingdom men and women of God say not so, no more in Jesus' name? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not fighting for a cause, you and I are not worth absolutely nothing. If you and I are not willing to die for a cause, you and I are worth absolutely nothing. When you begin to look at what is going on in the Middle East over there, over there in uh, Egypt and, and, and Turkey and, and all those places, how those folks got tired of dictatorship, people died for change. They died for change. You and I got to come to the place that we're willing to die for change. We're willing to die, say, no more of this foolishness, Satan. No more. You're operating illegally. I'm willing to put my life on the line for the word of the Lord God to be fulfilled. I'm willing to put my life on the line for what Jesus did for the humanity, not for the church, for humanity on Calvary's cross, what he did for the for the humanity. You operate illegal. Jesus conquered you. Jesus defeated you. He rose with all authority in heaven and in earth. So therefore, you and I got to be willing to die for a cause. Just die for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Put our lives on the line for the advancement of, uh, of, of the kingdom and for the salvation of souls. People is dying every day because there's no one to stand in the gap and build to the hedge that God destroyed, not the land. That's going to stop, ladies and gentlemen. I've been in such a spirit of consecration lately. We're on a, consec uh, uh, on a consecration at this present time, and this probably been one of the most challenging one I had in years. I mean, seeing like uh, uh, there's been so many attacks on my body uh, during this particular consecration, but it don't stop me. I still uh, battle. I still press through. I still believe the word of God, and I still confess the word of the Lord. The word of God is not cannot uh, be altered. The word of God cannot be changed. It is written, baby. It is written, and it will not be altered. It will not be changed. Regardless, you believe or don't believe, regardless if I believe or don't believe, it does not change what God has accomplished for us on Calvary's cross. The scripture says in the book of Timothy, I think it's the book of Timothy, says, if we do not believe, he cannot deny himself. If we do not believe, he cannot deny himself. If I don't believe that I'm healed, the Bible says, Jesus, I can't deny that I was wounded for your transgression, bruised for your iniquities, and the chastisement that you should have received, I received it. And with my stripes, you are healed. He said, I cannot deny If you don't believe, I cannot deny it. If you don't believe that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God, Jesus said, I cannot deny myself. If you don't believe that God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heaven and place in Christ Jesus, it, it, it cannot alter it. Your unbelief cannot alter the fact that you are blessed. It cannot alter the fact that you are a great man of God. It cannot alter the fact you are a great woman of God. It cannot alter it. My unbelief cannot alter what has already been accomplished. If you don't believe that you are victorious, it cannot alter and change the fact that God has made Jesus your victor, my victor, your conqueror, my conqueror, your overcomer, my overcomer, Jesus cannot deny that he's victorious. Jesus cannot deny he is your victor. Jesus cannot deny he is your overcomer. Jesus cannot deny he is your conqueror. He, can't, he cannot deny it. It's done. 
He's already went to the cross. He's not going to the cross anymore. He's already died. He's not going to die anymore. He already went to hell. He's not going to hell anymore. He's already ascended. And, and, and he's not going to ascend. Well, he will ascend again when he comes back with us. going to ascend again. He cannot deny himself that he's enthroned and sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. That is the evidence that his blood is before the throne of God. He cannot deny it. He cannot deny it. If I don't believe, it doesn't alter it. It doesn't alter the fact that he is victorious over Satan. So therefore, ladies and gentlemen, let us make a decision that I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe everything that God has said about me. I believe. I make a decision to believe. But the problem is, because you've been in such a fierce battle within the last year or two, or three, or five, you've been in such a fierce battle and it just make you want to quit and give up and say, it's no way in the world. And you have received some powerful words at the time of your uh, uh, challenge of depression, at your challenge uh, of, 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 of divorce, or your challenge of one of your children acting crazy and stupid, or whatever. The ca- I, mean, I mean, you're at your wit's end. And then all of a sudden, God gives you a word. And God reveals to you what you're going through. And but what you don't understand, you get excited and say, praise the Lord, because you got a word. That word is designed for you to hold on. That word was designed to give you hope, to know that God sees and God knows and God can be touched by the feelings of your infirmity. And when I say infirmity, I'm not talking sickness or disease. Could be that too. He, he feels everything that you feel. He knows everything that you're going through because, ladies and gentlemen, the majority of the time he ordered it. He has ordered your steps. He have ordered the things that you may be experiencing at this present time. He have ordered the things that you are, you are, you are experiencing in uh, your relationships. Because he's setting you up, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand it. He's setting you up. He, he's the one that has caused all of your relationships um, to dissipate because you was dependent on them and not him. You, you was dependent on them and not him. You've got to understand this. Let me, let me read something to you. I do the rest of these announcements at the end of the show uh, here, of uh, the broadcast. I uh, will watch night service. We'll deal with that a little later. But let me show you something here in the word of the Lord. Uh, well, not so much the word of the Lord. This was something I received uh, a text from my wife uh, a few uh, about a few minutes ago. Uh, this is something from uh, she saw on uh, uh, from uh, from Cheryl Brady. Uh, listen to this, if you will. And this should encourage everyone that is on this line because this confirms the things that the Lord has been speaking through me for the last month or so. It says here, if you want a sneak peek of the next person God's about to raise up. Okay, somebody uh, tried to call me. Uh, If you want a sneak peek of the next person God's about to raise up, look for the one who's going through the most persecution. Persecution is a great indicator that God is about to break loose in your life. If that's you, I dare you to get ready because God is setting the stage to perform a miracle on your behalf. All of you on this line should be shouting hallelujah right about now. All of you on this broadcast should be shouting hallelujah right about now. All of you that's in chat should be shouting hallelujah right about now. I'm going to read it one more time. God, ladies and gentlemen, many times he allowed the persecution to come forth because he's setting you up. He's setting you up for a payday. He's setting you up for a payday. Let me read it again, if you will. And I know it had to be God to have me to read this, because I usually don't read too much uh, anything before the, before the broadcast. I look at stuff afterwards. But watch this right here, if you will. If you want a sneak peek of the next person God's about to raise up, look for the one who's going through the most persecution. And a lot of you all know our story, the persecution we went through on last year. Persecution is a great indicator that God is about to break loose in your life. Go ahead and say it. Break loose in my life, Lord. If you've been going through persecution, then just go ahead and say it. 
God, break through in my life. God is breaking through in my spirit. God is breaking through in my soul. God is breaking through in my mind. God is breaking through in my heart. God is breaking through in my body. God is breaking through in my marriage. God is breaking through in my children's lives. God is breaking through in my congregation. God is breaking through in my business. God is breaking through in my investments. God is breaking through in my health. God is breaking through in my wealth. God is breaking through in my community. God is breaking through in the assigned region. God is breaking through in my state. God is breaking through in my nation. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. I feel the Holy Ghost in that. Persecution is a great indicator that God is about to break loose in your life. If that's you, I dare you to get ready because God is setting the stage to perform a miracle on your behalf. So, therefore, you are a candidate for a miracle. You are a candidate for the miraculous to break loose in your life and to break through in your life because all the hell that you've gone through, the persecution that you've gone through, people have forsaken you, people have denied you, people have lied on you, people have assassinated your character, people that you poured into just quit on you, gave up on you, people that you blessed turned around and persecuted you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You should be rejoicing right about now because you know that, that the miraculous has been released. It's only a matter of time that it hits you. It's only a matter of time that it hits your body. It's only a matter of time that it hits your soul. It's only a matter of time it hit your spirit. It's only a matter of time it hit your marriage. It's only a matter of time it hit your children. It's only a matter of time it hit your businesses. It's only a matter of time it hit your investments. It's only a matter of time it hit your congregation, your state, your community. God is breaking through. God is releasing the miraculous in your life. We've been talking about the supernatural. The Lord's been hammering that with us, the supernatural, the supernatural, the supernatural, the supernatural. See, many times we want the supernatural without going through anything. Think about it. Why does it require the supernatural if your natural is working? God is allowing your natural to be attacked. God is, once again, God is allowing your natural to be attacked. God is allowing your natural to dissipate. God is allowing your natural to be bound. Why? Because it sets you up for the supernatural. If your natural finances has been touched severely, then you are a candidate for the supernatural breakthrough economically. You are a candidate for the supernatural transfer of wealth. Are you, are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? If you've been challenged in your marriage, if you've been challenged with your children, then you are a candidate for the miraculous. The miraculous is being released. Go ahead and say, whatever area that the enemy has been manipulating your life, go ahead and begin to release the miraculous in that area. I release the miraculous in my marriage. I release the miraculous in my children's life. I release the miraculous in my body. I release the miraculous in my uh, business. I release the miraculous in my finances. I release the miraculous in my investment. Go ahead and release it. Go ahead and release it. And watch what the Spirit of the living God began to do. Watch what he began to do. Let me read something to you, a scripture I think will coincide with what the Lord just articulated that will help you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. My prayer to God is that all of us really really begin to believe who we really are. And I believe that it hurt God to his heart when we doubt who we really are. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Many of you are familiar with the story. This is a time the man of God came before the Lord three times. Now we don't know uh, those three times, we don't we, we don't know that it was, I don't believe it was three consecutive nights. Tonight he came before the Lord, another, I believe it was three consecutive seasons. That he asked the Lord to take this thorn away from him. The Bible says the thorn was 
the messenger of Satan that God released against him. Now, God did this thing. And the reason he did it is that he won't boast, that he do not go beyond his measure in his relationship with God. But look at this, if you will. This, this, we, we need to get this, like hold on this. Notice this, if you will. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. But he said to me, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger. And enables you to bear the trouble manfully. What? The grace of God? Yeah. It enables you to bear the trouble, the persecution, whatever it may be, manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect. Whose strength? Christ's strength, Christ's power are made perfect, fulfilled, and complete, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. No, he didn't say that. He, he didn't say that his strength, his power, is made perfect, fulfilled, and complete, and show themselves most effective in my weakness? But think about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm not finished with that verse there. What do you try to do? What do we try to do? We try to become strong. And he's trying to make me weak. He's trying to make me weak, so I want to I want to I want to look strong in the eyes of men. I want to look great in the eyes of men. I want men to look at me and say EJ McKenzie is a man of integrity. Oh, he's a man of honor. He's a man of power. He's a man of authority. He's a man of wisdom. He's a man so, so I, I want to I'm trying to be strong. I'm trying to make myself strong before my wife, strong before my children, strong before my congregation, strong before my business partners. I'm trying to make myself strong, and he's trying to make me weak. So is it possible I've been fighting against God all this time? I shared something with our congregation. Uh, I think it was Sunday's message, uh, did part two of payday. Uh, two things that I value. Uh, there's quite a few things I value about myself. Having good credit, I had excellent credit, and I have a good name, a reputation. People knew me in this city as a man of God. People knew me in this city as a man of prayer. People knew me in this city as a man of integrity. Everybody could knew that I walked before God. I was a man of consecration. I was a man of this, what it takes me. That's I valued those things. And those are two things that I valued is what God touched. He touched it and made me in some folks' eyes look like mud. When the market shift, I lost over a million dollars when the market shift. And so my credit took a plunder. Took a plunder. The very thing I prided myself with, God has touched it. Why? Why did God touch it? He touched it because I took pride in it and not him. God willed touch your reputation until you and I come to the place. The only thing that matters in our life is the reputation of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the reputation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's trying to deliver you from the opinions of men. He's trying to deliver you from seeking the glory, the honor, and the praise of men. And the only thing that matters is Jesus Christ and him crucified in your life. The only thing that matters is Christ and him crucified. So the, we are trying to become strong. He's trying to make us weak. And then God speaks to Paul here in the word of the Lord. He said, my strength my power is made perfect in your weakness, Paul. When you become weak, then I am strong. As long as you're strong, Paul, I am weak. 
If I'm weak, that means Satan is uh, taking advantage over you. Satan is maneuvering against you. Satan is advancing against you. If Paul, if, uh, EJ, if you are strong, then I'm weak. But when you become weak, EJ, then I am strong. And my strength will overpower. My strength will dethrone. My strength will overpower. Every work of darkness, we trying to become what Jesus is trying to dismantle in our life, strength. It's amazing, isn't it? Because that reveals that we're more carnal than we are spiritual because we don't understand the process. Notice what it says, if you will. Therefore, I will all the more, after he said this, let me read this part again. Let me read it again so we can, we can go in the flow of it. But he said to me, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger, and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled, and complete, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Then Paul turns around and makes this statement to God. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pitch, pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. So for the sake, verse 10, so for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, and distresses. For when I am weak in human strength, then am I truly strong, able, powerful, in divine strength. My God, did you hear that? Are you listening to what the Spirit of the living God is articulating to us? I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds stupid. But it is written, in Paul, the man of God, the greatest apostle that ever lived besides the Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't just preach it. He experienced it. He wrote down his encounter with the Lord, his experience with the Lord, what the Lord articulated to him. So what are you experiencing right now? God is setting you up to be the next great man and woman of God. What's going to make you great? Your weakness. What's going to make you great? Perplexities. Your attitude in perplexities. Your attitude in infirmities. Your attitude in necessities. So, so today should be a day of rejoicing. Today should be a day of praise. If you're going through in your marriage, begin to lift up your hands and begin to worship Him because I'm weak. Go ahead and confess, I'm weak. I'm weak as a husband. I'm weak as a wife. And begin to praise God for your weakness. Now he's going to step right on in and manifest himself and show strength and break the back of the enemy that's been challenging your marriage. I'm weak as a parent. We go ahead and rejoice. I'm going to glory in my weaknesses. God, I'm weak as a parent. I'm weak as a father, and I give you glory, honor, and praise, Lord God Almighty, because I don't know how to, to minister to these children. I don't know how to be the parent of, to these children. Lord God, I confess my weakness before you, Lord God, and I rejoice in my weakness because I know your strength uh, is getting ready to manifest itself. I know your strength is being made perfect in me at this present time, Lord God Almighty. I know you're getting ready to break through in me. I know you're getting ready to break through through me, Lord God, and I know you're getting ready to restore my children, Lord God, in me and through me. I know, Lord Lord God Almighty, that you're getting ready to rest my children in me and through me, because I am weak, Lord God Almighty, and I give you glory for my weakness. I give you honor for my weakness. I give you praise for my weakness. Now, Lord God Almighty, I qualify for the strength of Jesus. I qualify for the might of Jesus. I qualify for the power of Jesus to be made manifest in me and through me. 
hallelujah to the most high God. But we do the opposite. We do the opposite. We fight with everything in our being to protect ourselves. We fight with everything in our being to prove to men that you did not lie. You did not do this and you did not do that. We do everything in our being to try to convince people we are not liars and convince people we are not uh, uh, thieves or whatever. Instead of taking the persecution, keep your mouth closed. And go ahead and become weak. Go ahead and become weak. Go ahead and become weak in the eyes of men. It's on a matter of time that God, uh, the, the perfection of his strength, the perfection of his power, is going to manifest through that weakness. And God is going to raise you up and people gonna is going to blow their mind and say, uh-uh, not, that, that cannot be brother so-and-so, that cannot be sister so-and-so. That cannot be them. I remember they, their child was on drugs. But it's now their child is in ministry. Or I remember their child was a prostitute. But their child now is one of the greatest evangelists in, in, in the United States. Because you made a decision to become weak. And to glory in your weakness. To glory in your weakness. You was persecuted, but you made a decision like Paul. I'm going to glory in my persecution. I'm going to glory in persecution. I'm going to magnify the Lord God in the midst of the persecution. I'm not going to fight, bite. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to defend myself. I'm going to let God be my defense. I'm going to commit my spirit. I'm going to commit my soul. I'm going to commit my body to the most high God. Only he is my Savior. Only Jesus is my Messiah. So, therefore, I make a decision today in the midst of all the persecution I'm going to praise him because I cannot handle it. It's too big for me. It's too great for me. So, therefore, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord who, who ordered my steps. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord who ordered my day. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord in the midst of the persecution, in the midst of the perplexities, in the midst of the necessities. When I don't have enough food to eat, I'm going to rejoice. When I don't have the money to pay my bills, I'm going to rejoice. Now you qualify for the supernatural. Now you qualify for supernatural assistance. Now you qualify for supernatural aid. You didn't go to your mama. You didn't go to your daddy. You didn't go to your brother, sister, nephew, niece, uncle, and aunt. You didn't go to the pastor. You didn't go to anyone about your circumstance, about your situation. You said, God, I'm going to wait on you. I don't know how, how my family's going to come out of this situation, but I'm going to wait until change take place. I'm going to wait until the supernatural breakthrough in my natural and dominate my natural and transform my natural and my natural become I'm subject to the supernatural, and supernatural aid is going to manifest to me, and, and people are going to be astonished at me. How did you come out of that? The supernatural. I rejoice in my weakness, and I qualified for the perfection of Christ's strength. I qualified for the supernatural. So if you've been persecuted, if you've been going through hell and back, then you are the candidate. God is setting you up, <laughs> and you don't even see it, don't even know it. And it looks like you're not going to make it. The devil been lying to you. He's been speaking that into your heart and your mind. Not so. Not so. Not so. That preacher, that prophesied he was a lying preacher. Now, when you first got it, you believed that the preacher was on it because it confirmed some things in your, in your spirit. But since all hell broke loose against you, now you realize and understand the tale that was broke loose against you really wasn't against you. It was against that word that was spoken of your life. The devil knows if he can just get you to abort that word that's been spoken over your life, if he can just get you to abort the promises of God, that God has spoken to you and promised you some things, he know he know that you would never amount to anything or accomplish absolutely nothing. But what you're doing, you are feeling the pressure of the word that was spoken of your life to get you to abort it, to get you abort, to abort it. Why? Because every word must die. Every word must die before that word can bring forth fruit. But you've got to understand, that word was sown into you. It's the sown into you. You are the ground. 
that the word was sown into. And notice, you've got to understand something about the word, a seed. A seed that falls into the ground. Once that seed goes into the ground, it is the soil. It is the humility. It is the temperature, the heat that beats against that seed to crack that seed. Once the seed is cracked, it dies. Then life is released. You understand what's happening? That word was sown into you. Now you can regurgitate that word, abort that word, or go ahead and allow that word to die. While that word is dying, you are experiencing the death of the word that you have embraced. The word is dying. You are dying at the same time with the word so that life can come forth. The strength of Christ can come forth. The might of Christ can come forth in a greater dimension. So get ready for your season of elevation. Get ready for your season of exaltation. Get ready for your season of restoration. It's a season of the supernatural. And my prayer to God is this right here, that you will prepare yourself. Why you say that? Because when God breaks through, I'm telling you, it's going to be miraculous. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so powerful. It's going to cause you to forget all the pain that you're going through. But the problem is this right here. We have a tendency when God begins to move and bless. That is the time that we do stupid and crazy things, ladies and gentlemen. We, we're not thinking. We will become wasteful during that time. This is the time when God breaks through to you. Start seeing how you can take what God is getting ready to manifest in your life and prepare for longevity. I ask God to give you the wisdom of Joseph. During those seven years of plenty, he had a plan for longevity. He had a plan. God is getting ready to break through and break out in your life. You're getting ready. God is getting ready to bless you exceedingly abundantly above all that you're able to ask or think. But do you have a plan for the abundance? Do you have the, a plan for the abundance? Then go ahead and pray it now. So God give me the, the wisdom of Joseph to plan for longevity. Give me the wisdom of Joseph to plan for longevity. Give me the wisdom of Joseph to plan for longevity. And a lot of people don't plan. So therefore, when the abundance comes, they're all excited about it. They're buying this and buying this and buying this and spending on this and spending on this and spending on this and spending on this. And the next thing you know, then when that season is over, where are you located then? Where are you located then? So God is getting ready to elevate you. God is promoting you. Uh, uh, let me change that. He's not getting ready. God has elevated you. God never speaks in the future. He always speaks in the now. God is elevating you. God is promoting you. God is blessing you. But in the midst of your persecution, in the midst of your test, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of the hail that is broken loose against you, ladies and gentlemen, what is your attitude? Or do you have the attitude of Paul after God revealed to him and said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Then you need to repent and ask God for, for trying to become strong. So God, forgive me for trying to become, uh, for, for try, trying to become strong. Forgive me, Lord God, for not allowing myself uh, to become weak so I can allow you to become strong in me. It's a paradox, but yet that's just how that's how the kingdom of God functions and how the kingdom of God operates. If there's anyone online that preach, I need you to pray for me because I'm struggling with that. Just go ahead and press the one button. We will pray for you. We will break through for you tonight. Now we normally don't do this on on our Mondays and Tuesdays and uh, uh, for his prayer requests and things like that. But I sense that on the line this broadcast tonight, there's individuals that has really struggled. So we want to break through for you uh, tonight that God will reposition you so you will be able to receive uh, uh, in your spirit all of that God has for you. So let's do that, if you will. 
All right, we do have an individual, 786-587. Yes, what you need, the Lord want me to pray for you in that particular area. I need to pray, Lord, pray for me. I need to pray for me that the Lord will give me strength in my weakness. I've been persecuted. I've been, kind of, I've been trying to become strong in my job and being, being weak. So I want to be, uh, be, be strengthened by Christ in my, on my job. On your job. Okay, we would do that. Father, we just lift up your servant before you. As your servant, O oh God, uh, he desired to become weak on his job, that you will become strong in him and through him. And as you become strong in him and through him, you, Lord God, uh, will be the manifestation and the demonstration of the salvation of other individuals. Um, I pray that you will be the manifestation and the demonstration of the love of Christ, the peace of Christ, the joy of Christ, the faith of Christ. Father, I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, as this man of God submit to you and yield to you in the midst of persecution, in the midst of every test, in the midst of every challenge on his job. Grace him, Lord God, to, to be quiet. Grace him to study to be quiet. Grace him, Lord God, I pray, to be quick to hear and slow to speak on his job. Lord God, even even though people may uh, say that he's weak because he's not standing up for himself, they say he's weak because he's not protecting himself. We know that it's only a matter of time, Lord God, that you're getting ready to show yourself strong in the man of God, and you're getting ready to show yourself strong through the man of God, and people are going to marvel at what you're doing in the man and through the man because they will see you, Jesus, and as they see you, they're going to recognize, I need what's in that man. And they're not going to know what it is, but it's going to be Christ. And when they come to this man of God, he will let them know it is Christ who has sustained him. It is Christ who have kept him. It is Christ who kept him quiet. It is Christ who has promoted him. It is Christ that has elevated him. Because he became weak, Christ became strong in the man. And we thank you, Lord God, for solidifying this in the man of God. And we seal him now by the atoning blood of Christ, even now in Jesus' mighty name. We speak it, decree, and declare it to be so, for it is proper and it is lawful, and we permit it to be so, because the heavens has permitted it. It is done and settled in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And see, God will always honor uh, 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 his men and women of God. See, see, many times people are so prideful. They don't want nobody to know that they are struggling because that's the evidence I want people to think that I'm strong. You said, but am I, is I naked to confession? What do the Word of God say? We just read the Word of God to you. We just read the Word of God to you. See, we live in a society, you got to understand something. Satan is the God of this world. And the spirit of this world will always tell you that you need to be to protect yourself. You don't let nobody talk to you this way. You don't let nobody do you. And a lot of parents, oh, I know this is the Holy Ghost tonight. A lot of you parents on the line, that's what you taught your children, and you Christians, and you Christians. You have not taught them how to have a relationship with Jesus. You taught them how to defend themselves in the natural. And any time we defend ourselves in the natural, what we just did, we just became disqualified for supernatural aid and supernatural help. And so as parents, it is our responsibility to teach our children the ways of God, but we can't teach them, and we don't know the ways of God. By the mere fact you're telling your children to stand up for themselves and protect themselves, whatever the case may be, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm talking about. To protect themselves, I'm talking about from a natural and a carnal perspective. The first thing your child should do is somebody threatening them, talking to them, the first thing, they should be calling on Jesus on the inside of them. They should be calling on supernatural help. They should be asking the Holy Spirit, help me, Holy Spirit. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. I don't know what to say, Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God will give them the right words at the right time to articulate. And, and those words they speak, it will, be, it will be anointed. It will go into the ears of the people that's challenging them. And the Holy Spirit will dismantle. Will dismantle. Because we are so natural in our thinking. We still think like mere men. We still think like sinners think. That's what a sinner would tell their children. 
Some sinner. But we're born again. Supposed to be. And so therefore we don't teach our children how to depend on the Holy Spirit. We don't teach them that Jesus is Lord, Master, and King. We don't teach them the spirit, to deal with the spirit that's using the person that's challenging you in school. We don't teach them that you have authority and power. That person that's a bully is being influenced by a demon spirit. We don't teach our children that there are two major forces in the earth realm, not three, two, Satan and God. Either one is going to be influenced by God or Satan, one of the two. So when we see things that is contrary, this is what spiritual warfare is all about, ladies and gentlemen. We need to teach our children that is a spirit of darkness that's manipulating that person. So when your child come home and tell you, you sit, you get down on your knees with your child, and you say, "What is the child's name?" What well, his child's name is? Uh, his name is Alex. So you show him how to do warfare, and say, "When you go to school, see if there's a difference today." I know there's the Holy Spirit ministering to you, because the Holy Spirit's totally shifted. That's how it works. He's trying to save your life and save your children's life. You get on your knees. So what did what the young man name? His name is Alex. So he's, he's been trying to bully you? Yes. Now you know that this is a spirit, right? Teach your children this. You know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities and powers. Yes, Daddy. So I'm going to show you how to deal with this thing. And tell me tomorrow when you go to school, is there a difference? Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we lift up Alex before you. We take authority over this spirit that is manipulating Alex. We take authority over this bulleting spirit in Jesus' mighty name, this spirit of violence in Jesus' name, this spirit of anger in Jesus' mighty name. We come against the works of darkness been assigned to Alex. We cancel you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We speak that cardiomacomonious segregation in the midst of the forces of darkness that's been assigned to Alex. We command you to dissipate now in Jesus' name. Loose him and let him go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, as we lift up Alex before you, Jesus died on Calvary's cross for the sin of Alex. So therefore, Alex is the pressure, uh, purchased possession of Almighty God. So therefore, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank and we praise for the Spirit of the Living God moving upon Alex. We thank you for your love being shown towards Alex, even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we forgive Alex for everything that he's done, everything that he said, everything he's thought against my son in Jesus' mighty name. We forgive him, Father. We release him now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We release peace right now in his heart and his mind. And now, Lord God, I thank you for the angels encamp around about my son when my son go to school in the name of the Lord Jesus, protecting my son, battling and warring on the behalf of my son in the name of the Lord Jesus. I cancel all distracting spirits that's been assigned to my son to try to distract my son from his, his purpose in Jesus' mighty name. I decree and declare my son shall fulfill purpose. I decree and declare that Alex shall fulfill purpose in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord God, now I bring my son and I bring ours, I bring them subject to the Lordship and the influence of the Holy Spirit. I decree and declare from this day forward that my son and Alex will be under the inspiration of the Spirit of the living God. I release the peace of God. I release the joy of the Lord. I release the love of God. Even now in Jesus' name, I release unity of the Spirit of the bond of peace. Even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Son, do you believe God? Yes, Daddy. Then say after me, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, don't you come back home tomorrow and give me a report. Son, come back home. How was everything with you and Alex? Daddy, he didn't even say anything to me today. I mean, uh, this, uh, he spoke to me, and this is the first time he ever spoke to me. Why? You dealt with the controlling spirit. We are so carnal. We're so fleshly, Christian parents. We want to deal with things with flesh and blood when the Bible clearly tells us not to deal with flesh and blood. And then you want to go out there and want to fight Alex. I see grown adults want to go out there and, and, and fight children because they dealt with your child. God help us. Save us, Lord. We need to get saved all over again. 
And this is how your children will get to learn God. They must be put in situations. They must be put in situations to exercise what they've been hearing in church all day life. You don't go to the school and try to rescue your child and try to fight another child. You deal with this thing from the realm of the spirit. You've got to deal with things from, from your base of authority. Your base of authority is uh, the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know without a shadow of a doubt, this was the spirit of the living God that has articulated to you today. We've got parents that's a part of this broadcast tonight and, 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 and is being challenged in some of these areas here. But the Lord God has spoken to you to renew your mind. God has challenged you. And I pray that the Spirit of God, and I pray I know, He has convicted you tonight. You need to repent of your attitude and your disposition, how you have handled things carnally. I remember one particular time, and a lot of men operate like they were their spouses. Those of you that don't know, one of my testimonies, when Kath and I got married, Kath was working at the post office. And she had this boss that nobody liked, and nobody uh, uh, she spoke to. The boss never spoke to anybody, the supervisor. She worked at the post office, the night shift. She would come home. She wanted to get a transfer because this lady was uh, was uh, uh, um, cruel. She, she had a just nasty attitude. This is what was to me. So she wanted me to pray to God that God would transfer her off this job. I said, have you fulfilled purpose? No, I said, did God give you this job? Yes, God gave me this job. Now, think about it. Why would you leave somewhere where God put you? You're going to let the devil run you off your job. And I said to her, I said, I said to her, I said, uh, 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 she said, nobody don't like her. Nobody, everybody talk about it. I said, this is what you do. This lady is your authority. This lady is your authority. I said, every morning you make sure that you speak to her. She said, but she don't speak back. I said, it doesn't matter. You are the Christian. I said, you speak to her. Every morning you go to where you speak, say, good morning. Before you leave, you make sure you find her. Say, good night. And I said, and you stop hanging around all the other people on your job that is talking about your boss. And I said, God is not going to release you from there anyway. I'm actually, I'm asking the question. I said, how many people got saved since you've been there? None. How many people has got healed? None. I said, why would God transfer you out of this apartment? You have not even fulfilled purpose on this job. You are not there to make money. You are there to execute the divine and the perfect will of God on this job. If nobody is being saved, if nobody is being healed, if nobody is being uh, restored, if backslide is not being reclaimed, then why would God do anything? I'm going to tell you, you know why people think like that? Because the majority of people think that God is Santa Claus. And they believe, if I actually God give you a job, I'm going to say yes. You believe that God gave you that job for money. God didn't give you that job for money. God gave you that job because that's your, that's your ministry field. The, the money that you make is fringe benefits for you doing the will of God. Are you getting this? And she began to do that. To make a long story short, ladies and gentlemen, by the time uh, 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 before Captain left that particular position, the lady began to speak. Good morning, Kathy. Good, good night, Kathy. What, what happened? The love of God is greater than every devil. She began to administer the love of God. She showed the love of God. She showed the love of God. Oh, my time is up, ladies and gentlemen. My time is up. Once again, do not forget the prayer line tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is the last day. So don't forget to call your family and friends. Join us tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time. We're looking forward to a powerful time in the morning. Uh, 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 I already took authority of this, uh, this line. We got it down pat. And so, therefore, we believe that this line is not the subject of the Holy Spirit. And so, therefore, we will execute in the morning. Uh, do, those that have a uh, church home uh, or do not have watch night services on December the 31st, come join us at the Embassy Suites Hotel. That's 3974 South River Drive. That's Miami Airport. At 10.30, uh, 10.30, 10 p.m., we're looking forward to a powerful time this watch night survey. Access is granted. God has granted us access to the realm of God, to the supernatural. And we believe there's going to be a, a manifestation and a demonstration of the supernatural during this watch night service. We will enter into the new year with the new. We will enter in. So God has also spoken to us tonight 
So let's begin to rejoice now. From now until the 31st, begin to rejoice in the things that you've been going through. Because going back to that quote from Sheriff Brady, God is setting you up to be the next great man and woman of God in America. Do you believe that? I believe. Know it. This has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. We love you. Thank God for you. Look forward to being with you on um, tomorrow with Prophet Catherine on next Monday. God bless you. Or Saturday. God bless you. This is your host.